Okay, so one of the things that I've been trying to get for you, uh, No Spin News uh, listeners on the radio and watchers on thefirsttv.com and uh, all of our other uh, affiliates, is somebody who was there, who has seen what's going on uh, in the Ukrainian theater, and that includes the refugees. This is an organization called World Central Kitchen. It was founded in 2010 by Chef Jose Andres. It provides meals to poor people and people in need all over the planet. Very fine organization. One of the members of that uh, organization is the mayor of Point Pleasant Beach, New Jersey. Nice town on the Jersey Shore. All right. His name is Paul Cantera, and he comes from us. He comes to us now from Point Pleasant. So, Mayor, tell us what you were doing. You were in Poland, I understand, correct? Yep. Uh, we were right on the border at Medica and at the Refugee Center in Shemesh, uh, a few other places as well. And what did you do there? Well, Bill, we went over there in the real early days right after the unprovoked Russian aggression, and we started seeing the refugees streaming across, uh, decided to just buy a plane ticket uh, the town that I'm mayor of, Point Pleasant Beach, we have a, a tremendous amount of young Ukrainian adults that come into our town every summer and help operate our rides and attractions. Uh, so this was a, a way for us to kind of pay it forward a little bit. We rented a big passenger van, went over there, uh, five suitcases of supplies, $15,000 to go buy more uh, in donations. And while we were over there, uh, we got uh, set up with World Central Kitchen and helped uh, give out meals on the border as well as helping prep food and understanding their operations a little bit better as well. Okay, so what did you see that affected you? It's hard not to be affected over there, right? With uh, you know close to 2 million uh, Ukrainian refugees already streaming through Poland, uh, which makes up uh, about a 20th of the whole country's population already in terms of Poland. They simply don't have the resources to handle this. It's, it's just a a mass swarm of humanity coming across that border, uh, many of whom have uh, no place to go, no resources to take care of them, and uh, they need to get settled into the refugee center and then pushed on to other points throughout Poland and Europe because uh, cities like Krakow and Warsaw have already signaled that they're completely filled up. Uh, but when you look at uh, how disproportionately uh, the, uh, the population coming across is women and children and elderly, there's virtually no men of fighting age in the group, uh, it really brings thing ho things home as well. And they're looking for things like toys uh, and coloring books and, you know, Barbie dolls and things like that to make things a little bit easier. Yeah, to give some relief to the children. Um, where do the refugees sleep uh, when they come over? Are there tents? Uh, where do they go? It's heartbreaking. Obviously, it's really cold over there right now. It dips down into the teens at night. Uh, they have an abandoned Tesco Supercenter, which is basically like a Walmart, and they've hollowed it out, and people are just sleeping on the floor, sleeping on cots that have been brought in, sleeping on blankets. They're covering every square inch of that, them, their children. There's pets running around. It's, it's a really surreal scene, uh, and uh, they don't necessarily have everything that they need there as well. Is the American Red Cross there? I mean, who are the agencies in charge? The Polish Red Cross is there, and they have uh, good operations. They have a, a tremendous amount of volunteers, uh, people that are coming in that need medical assistance are finding it pretty readily. Uh, there's some groups that have donated some clothing as well. <clears throat> and obviously, World Central Kitchen, as soon as they cross the border, 
uh, they're putting a, a hot meal in everybody's hands. Um, did you speak to the Ukrainian refugees? I mean, you know, yourself and if so, uh, what did they say? We did speak to them um, and it kind of spanned the entire gamut. There's a lot of disbelief amongst the Ukrainian refugee population. A lot of them think that they're going home in a week or two weeks. Uh, but if you look at what's going on in some of the, the cities on the eastern side of Ukraine and the southern part of Ukraine, where you know all of the apartment buildings have basically been bombed and are destroyed, there's going to be such a massive, uh, you know, decade-long or, or longer rebuilding effort. These people who traditionally don't really speak any language other than Ukrainian, they don't speak English, they don't speak Polish, they don't speak any other European languages, they're going to have a really difficult time trying to resettle and restart their lives in someplace completely new. Uh, but uh, speaking to some of the orphans, uh, you know, there's a, a group, Caritas, that's trying to resettle them uh, throughout Europe. They are completely shocked. They don't know what awaits them. Speaking to some of the, the elderly people uh, who have left, you know, men of fighting age behind, uh, they're scared for them as well. It, it's just so much uncertainty and so much sadness. And what really struck us, to be honest, was how similar they are to Americans. They're middle class people who were living normal lives, believed that Putin was just saber rattling a couple of weeks ago. And now they have one travel suitcase with them. And, uh, and it's all changed in the blink of an eye. How do they get to Poland? How, is that, how are they transported from Eastern Ukraine, Central Ukraine to the Polish border? So there are still, as of when we were over there, there's still trains running, especially from Lviv to Medica. A lot of them arrive at the main uh, train station in Shemish. There's buses that are transporting orphans. There's buses that are transporting refugees. A lot of them are driving, even though there's massive fuel shortages over there. So a lot of these cars are breaking down along the way and people are literally walking. Uh, you know, the lines at the border can be a, a day long or longer uh, to get across. And as cars are running out, people are simply abandoning them and walking across. It is unbelievable that this is being caused by one man and one man only. You know, usually it's governments and this. But it's so yeah. similar to Saddam Hussein. I was on a Hannity radio show today talking about the similarity between what happened in Iraq and Kuwait and Saddam and Putin, how they're really the same evil person. Um, the Ukrainian people, as you pointed out, you say middle class, but middle class in America, they, you know, it's a different connotation. They don't have a lot of reserve. Right. These people have a lot of money in the right. bank. Right. So right. What, when they show up in Poland, that's what they got. All right. And so yep. now we're talking about, I'd say, about four million displaced people over the border and another six million within Ukraine itself. So this is a catastrophic uh, occurrence in, in a violation of human rights to the extent that we haven't seen since the Third Reich and Stalin in Russia. Do you think, do you see anything more the United States could do? So one of the interesting things over there is obviously there's large uh, Russian populations in those areas that are really under major attack right now. And it's galvanized both the Ukrainian uh, individuals and the Russian individuals. They're all equally upset at Putin for what for what he's doing. Uh, a lot of talk about uh, enforcement of a no fly zone. Uh, the MIGs were a big issue as well in terms of, uh, you know, how they could find a way to get those into 
uh, Ukrainian fighter pilots' hands because they still, Russia still does not obviously control the airspace over there. And money and assistance is what's really needed uh, because there are a lot of people who, the, the term that we heard over and over again, are staying until the bitter end. Yeah. Uh, and they're not going anywhere. And they're going to be some an money ongoing and resources thing. To help. Absolutely. So tell us how people can get in touch with World Kitchen. So World Central Kitchen, great organization, WCK.org. People can make donations there. Uh, we're actually hosting a huge charity concert uh, at the Jersey Shore in Point Pleasant Beach at Jenkinson's on the boardwalk. We think we're going to raise close to a quarter million dollars and we're going to split it up uh, amongst World Central Kitchen, the Polish Red Cross and Caritas Poland that's helping a lot with all the orphans and the refugees. And when is that concert going to be? April 10th, 5 to 9 p.m. All right. We want everybody to try to make it. If you can't, WCK.com. WCK.com. That's easy. Hey, Mayor, thanks very much for appreciating it. Um, you know, if you uh, get any other information, please let us know. And uh, you're doing a very good thing. And uh, thanks again for helping us out tonight. So who is enabling? I think that's a fair word. Putin, in his awful human rights violations of Ukraine. In fact, Secretary of State Blinken said today that they have proof now that the Russians violated human rights. And the reason that they made that announcement is um, they want Putin to be afraid that he's going to be prosecuted in The Hague. That's, that's the international court where you can bring charges against human rights violators. Putin doesn't care. I mean, I don't think this is going to matter one way or the other to him. But there are people who are enabling Putin, and that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So first, I'm going to go down the United States. Then I'm going to go international. And we'll begin with the politicians. Uh, put them on up on the screen. So we have two uh, House Democrats, Omar and Bush. They're in the squad far, far left. It voted against Russian oil ban and 15 Republicans. All right. You see their names there on the screen. Green, Gomert, Boebert, Gates, Cawthorn, the most famous of them, but 15 of them. They said, no, we don't want to really ban Russian oil. Um, and you would say, well, why? So that's a good question. And here's the answer. Some on the right are so suspect of the Biden administration, they will not support anything President Biden does across the board. Okay, so they hate him. Uh, they say he's responsible for this, uh, whatever. You've heard it. You've heard it. So no matter what it is, if Biden's behind it, they're going to oppose it. Okay, that's those votes. Um, on the uh, pundit front, let's throw those up there. These are people who have not come down uh, in favor of punishing Putin. I think that's a fair description. Tucker Carlson, Roger Stone, a GOP Senate candidate in Ohio, J.D. Vance, Alex Jones, Tulsi Gabbard, Candace Owens. Okay, so they are not uh, in business to punish Vladimir Putin. Overseas, a very interesting uh, array of uh, countries that are either supporting Putin or not saying anything to condemn him. We'll throw those on up. 
We have uh, China leading the way, of course, uh, Xi Jinping. Then we have Iran and Saudi Arabia because they are in the oil business, as they say in Texas. So they're uh, not on board to punish Putin. Then you got the Emirates next to Saudi Arabia, same situation. Cuba, of course, India, Modi. Now, Modi buys Buku weapons from Russia. That's what that's all about. Assad, Russia keeps him in power. Uh, Maduro, Venezuela, hardcore communist. Uh, that's an interesting name, Orban in Hungary. And then, of course, Jim, Kim Jong-un. Orban in Hungary, Hungary's in NATO. And uh, Orban isn't praising Putin, but he's not allowing NATO weapons to go through Hungary on their way to Ukraine. Come on, President Orban, let's go. All right. You're either in or you're out. If you're out, you need to resign from NATO. Because Putin is a danger to you and every Hungarian on the planet. So I put those names up there uh, because I want you to know that there is a fairly significant enabling of Putin. Now, I'm not one of these people that believes any of those people should be punished for what they say. All right, because I think we need open debate. I think they're wrong. I think Putin is he got to be stopped. And if you don't if you don't think that Putin's going to expand his terror, he will. If he gets away with Ukraine, and so will China. So that the fait accompli. But if you want to say, well, Putin's okay with me, or I don't want to take any action against Putin, I think you should be hurt. Isn't that fair enough? All right. And that is the subject of the Talking Points memo. I should say that is the end of the Talking Points memo. All right. So Putin says he's going to go to the G20 summit in Indonesia that takes place in Bali on Halloween. All right. So Putin says, I'm going. Well, nobody else is going to go if you go, Vlad. So it'll be you, it'll be China, maybe Vietnam. And that's it. All right, nobody else is going to go. Because you're a bad guy and they don't want to be around you. So that caught my eye today. Halloween's perfect time for the G20 summit in Indonesia. The Hunter Biden story is heating up. So the impetus for this was a New York Times report that said, yeah, uh, even though we suppressed the story for 18 months, the laptop that Hunter Biden brought to a pawn shop or wherever is real. And what he said on it is real. Um, and we, the New York Times, are acknowledging that 18 months after it happened. Isn't that nice? Um, so you have, I wrote a column, Hunter Becomes the Prey. And I said in the column, is absolutely true. The one-two punch of suppressing and ignoring the Hunter Biden laptop story. Remember, this broke before the presidential vote of 2020. And the phony Russian collusion story, the media did both, corporate media, was the biggest political scandal in our history. Because it did absolutely influence the vote. Though you had... The media, corporate media, pushing Russian collusion turned out to be phony and suppressing a real story that turned out to be true. So I know Donald Trump's running around. I heard him this morning, uh, keeps doing the election business. I wish that he would be more focused 
Mr. Trump, in getting the point across that this was a corrupt election because of the media. Okay, that is the story. So um, the New York Post has been the uh, driver of the story. And uh, they did excellent work. They should win a Pulitzer. Of course, they won't because the Pulitzer Prize Commission is corrupt. It's just crazy, but it is because the Russian collusion people won the Pulitzers and it was phony. And they didn't send them back. Pulitzer didn't say, hey, send those prizes back. The New York Times is so crazy. So where are we now vis-a-vis Hunter? There is one story that is left to be told. Just one. Okay, please read my column and you'll have all the details. I don't have time to get into them tonight. The only story left is, did Joe Biden take money from Hunter Biden? And the only way you're going to get that story is if the Justice Department indicts Hunter Biden. Now, there is a grand jury sitting now. The Justice Department is investigating him. And um, that is the story. If the sitting president of the United States, while he was vice president, took money from his son for shady business deals overseas, that could get Biden impeached. Okay. Now, what did Biden have to say about the laptop story, which blows the whole thing wide open? Roll the tape. There are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. They have said that this is, has all the care. Four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except the, his and his good friend, Rudy Gianni. You mean the laptop is now yeah. another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And that's exactly be. what, is this that's where exactly you're going? what This is called. where he's going. There you go. Now we know what Biden said was not true. So he did say 50 national security people did say it was Russian disinformation. That's true. All of them were wrong. So let's bring in a guy who's spent the last two years, at least, uh, investigating this. John Solomon is the uh, editor-in-chief of Just the News. So I go to their website. Just the news. Uh, as an investigative person myself, I want to see what John has to say every night. So I hope you do too. It's free. Justthenews.com. You can watch him. And he joins us from Washington, D.C. So do you agree with me that the story dies if there's no Joe Biden component? Yeah, listen, I think at the end of the day, the American people care about their president more than a wayward son whose uh, antics are now well known. Uh, so at the end of the day, what did Joe Biden know and what did he benefit from this relationship is the ultimate question that needs to be resolved. And in within the laptop and within some of the documents, we now see evidence that Joe Biden knew what his son was doing. He has interactions with different members, a Chinese uh, business leader that does the investment fund with uh, uh, Hunter Biden in China. He meets with the Burisma people uh, in Washington, D.C. And in 2017, he's part of a discussion where the big guy is going to get 10%. So the okay. part that Joe Biden didn't know anything. Is Let me now play devil's advocate. 
sure. because that yeah. that'll make this interview interesting. All right. <laughs> I'm going to sure. I'm going to be Hunter Biden's defense attorney here. Sure. OK. All right. Burisma is the company that Hunter Biden sat on the board in Ukraine and was paid an enormous amount of money by Burisma for doing that. Correct. That's right. Yep. Okay. Almost four million dollars. Yep. OK. Almost four million dollars. Now, you can say, and there's no doubt about it, that Hunter Biden used his father's influence as vice president to get the Burisma job, to get contracts in China, to be paid money, apparently, by the wife of the mayor of Moscow, $3.5 million. And the money all went through different companies. It's a very confusing mosaic, all right? It went through all these companies, but there's no doubt that Hunter Biden got the money because he just wrote a check to the IRS who was demanding payment, tax payments, for the money that he harvested overseas, correct? That's correct. In fact, uh, one of the things I wrote over the weekend, there are memos to Hunter Biden in 15, uh, 16 and 17 telling him, you never paid money on that Ukraine. You never paid taxes yeah. on that Ukrainian money. You need to do it. Apparently, he waited years after that, even after being warned. He still and, didn't pay taxes on it. And he paid, the report is a million dollars to the IRS. Yeah. We don't know. All right, those are private transactions, but that's the report. So there's that's no right. doubt that Hunter Biden got money from overseas uh, concerns, all right, and that his father did Hunter Biden favors by meeting with certain people that Hunter Biden was doing business with. Would that be fair? Yes, I don't think any of that's in dispute any longer. Okay. So as Hunter Biden's attorney, I say, well, Hunter just asked his dad for a solid. He just wanted you know, to have as much influence as possible in these business dealings. So he trots his dad out. His dad just did him a favor. That's right. That wash. Well, listen, if it washes, if Joe Biden didn't look into the camera in 2020 and said, I had nothing to do, I never did anything. He looked in the camera while he was running for president and he lied to the American people. So I think that's going to matter to the American people. But you're right. At the end of the day, the most important question is, did our president benefit from this illicit financial transactions that his son was doing. That's the key So there are, and remember now, we're dealing with a guy, Hunter Biden, who's intoxicated on cocaine, who's just all over the place. He's a mess. But he says in the laptop, and he wrote it, the big guy, and we got to do this. What is the most damning thing that you, John Solomon, who knows this inside and out, the most damning thing that Hunter Biden wrote about his father in that laptop. There are suggestions in 2015, 16, and 17 that he is sending money to his father. There's one reference where he talks about, I had to give up 50% of whatever I earned to my dad over the years. That's a really explosive revelation. And then there are discussions of shared credit cards, shared bills that he appears to be paying on behalf of his father. If those are corroborated by the FBI, who has access to this laptop, if those transactions occurred, then Joe Biden was a financial beneficiary of Hunter Biden's Foreign Inc. shakedown that he did. That's the missing question that we're all trying to get. Okay. And there's only a few people that can get that. Very good. That that was as clear. Even I understood it. (laughs) That was so clear.
that if Joe Biden, as vice president of this country, benefited financially by helping his son reap money from overseas concerns, and no one knew about it because it's not on Joe Biden's tax return because he had to make his tax returns public. And I saw him. And there isn't a little box saying, I got 50000 from Hunter. Okay? There isn't that. Where so is that? then you have a criminal act. Hello, Spiro Agnew. Committed by a sitting vice president if the FBI can bring in, as you said, corroborating evidence. Still would have to be cross-examined in a court of law. Of Remember? We believe in due process here, and so does John Solomon. Okay, We want this to be vetted. But that is the crux of this matter. Now I'm going to ask you for a prediction. Do you think Hunter Biden is going to be indicted by uh, a Justice Department under his father, Joe Biden? Uh, I'll play it safe as a reporter and tell you that I'm seeing a lot of activity in the grand jury and among witnesses that suggests that the prosecutor in Delaware is preparing a criminal indictment against Hunter Biden. The sort of steps you take, uh, there would be no reason to bring witnesses before the grand jury unless you're planning to indict Hunter Biden. So it does look like the activity is consistent with preparation for indictment, sort of like what we saw in the few months before Michael Sussman, uh, the Clinton lawyer, was indicted recently in the Russia case. Almost identical type activity, different circumstances. So, yes, I think right now there's an effort to indict him. Whether a grand jury will hand down that bill, we don't know yet. Okay. So the effort you believe is there, but I just want for all the anti-Biden people out there, I want to inject a note of caution. The football player Deshaun Watson, who was accused of a myriad of crimes, The grand jury in Texas brought in witnesses and failed to indict Mr. Watson. So just the fact that witnesses are being brought in does not ensure that's right. And or guilty doesn't really matter because they not grand jury doesn't find guilt or innocence. They find is there enough evidence to bring an indictment? Now, time frame. The, The FBI's had this laptop what for a year now more than a year yeah two years ago and here's the most important thing a lot of people don't know this bill uh this investigation started when the financial institutions that were handling hunter biden's business began filing suspicious activity reports in the summer of 2018. so the laptop doesn't get delivered until december 2019 but the fbi's investigation begins when major financial banks that are moving hunter biden's money around says hey this looks like money laundering this looks suspicious that's where this whole case started in the summer of 2018, two and a half years before Joe Biden uh, won the presidency. Yeah, I mean, it's, if this indictment or non-indictment comes down in the next six months before the midterm election, oh, my God, I just yeah. because and I don't think Joe Biden's going to be indicted. But it's, it's one thing leads to another, leads to another, leads to another. That's how this whole thing goes down with Hunter Biden. So, John, I appreciate it, as always. Um, John's website is Just the News. Again, I go there, uh, and I recommend, if you're really interested in the news, that you check it out as well. And, John, please, if you get anything, let us know. Our our audience, this is a big story for everybody in America, and we thank you very much for helping us out today. Thanks, Bill. Really appreciate the time. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? with more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. 
I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. All right. So can Joe Biden make a comeback? Can he stop the bleeding, turn the midterm elections in November around, which now looks like it's going to be a Republican route? Is there any hope? So I asked myself to come up with a really smart guy who does this every day, who's not an ideologue, not an ideologue. Hello, are we listening to me? That's not what we want here on this broadcast. We want smart people with no agenda. So we found one, our old pal Scott Rasmussen, who you'll remember I used many times on The Factor over the years. Now, Scott uh, doesn't run the Rasmussen polling operation any longer. He sold it for buku money, and, and he's living large now in Florida on those proceeds. But he did start a company called RMG Research, and uh, he's editor-at-large at Ballotpedia, Ballotpedia, which follows all political races in the USA of note. Do I have that right, Scott? Did I describe you correctly? You described me correctly. Um, I love my work at Ballotpedia and RMG Research is letting me poll. And it's uh, it, there's a lot of topics we explore these days. The world has changed a lot, but some of the basics are the same. OK, uh, so let's, Biden, yeah. let's walk through it. In your opinion, based on the numbers that you are seeing, can President Biden make a political comeback? Well, the numbers say he's in trouble, as you pointed out. The question, can he make a comeback, is more about him. You know, Ronald Reagan, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, they had rough times in the polls heading into the midterms. They all came back. I mean, Reagan got to the point where he won 49 states. The big difference, Joe Biden does not have the political skills that those leaders had. So it's very difficult for me to see how he comes back from this. He may rebound a little bit. Uh, but the notion that he will re return to a level that he saw early in his administration or to the levels of Barack Obama, not going to happen. OK, my problem with uh, Mr. Biden is that he doesn't understand cause and effect. He doesn't understand when he does something like shut down pipelines, ban drilling, cut down the uh, efficiency of the American oil industry, that he weakens the nation. He doesn't understand that when he spends trillions and trillions of dollars and print money to cover that, that rises inflation. Joe Biden doesn't understand, in my opinion. And that's why he can't make a comeback. Do you feel that my opinion has validity? Well, you know, I can't say specifically what the president does or does not understand about those issues, but it certainly appears that way. Uh, the other thing I would say more fundamentally is he doesn't 
seemed to understand why he was elected. I mean, basically, there were two promises of the Biden campaign. He wouldn't tweet. There wouldn't be all the drama of President Trump. And he would be very competent in running the government. Uh, and he's 0 for 2. I, I guess he hasn't tweeted, uh, but he certainly hasn't been competent. And he really got carried away pursuing this progressive agenda that is wildly out of touch with where the American people are. Those as mistakes a, as a pollster, have led, every, led to everything else. As a pollster, what percentage of the American people are progressive left? That, and what that means for everybody watching and listening tonight is that they believe that the country, United States, is fundamentally flawed and we need a drastic overhaul in all areas, criminal justice, economics, whatever it may be, elections, they don't want voter ID, open borders, they believe in all that. What percentage of we the people fall into that category? If you want to talk about any of those individual issues, you might get to 15 or 20 percent. Okay. If you want people who have totally bought into that worldview, you're closer to 10 percent. Then why would Joe Biden, who's been a centrist Democrat in the Senate, why would he allow those far left people to dictate what he does? Well, again, I don't know what's motivating the president, but what I do see is there is a bubble. There is an elite bubble in this country. There's media personalities. It is large corporations. It is people in Washington, D.C. These folks really kind of aren't. Maybe it's because they feel guilty about success. They really do support an agenda that is out of touch with the rest of America. To give you a great sense, the group that gives President Biden the highest job approval ratings are people with a postgraduate degree. Everybody else is seeing a different president and a different presidency. So I think it's the bubble that he lives in, and he's really not hearing voices from the American people. Well, he is an isolated president, there's no doubt about it, because his staff believes that he's prone to gaffes, you know, saying things that are going to get him in trouble. And many believe that he's diminished. Now, in your polling, I guess the majority of people now feel that Joe Biden's mental acuity is on the decline. Is that true? Um, it's certainly a factor, and it's something that you see in the polls. This is one of those things that's really difficult to put your finger on because some people don't even like to talk about it. But yes, there is, if I put it in the larger sense of their questioning his competence, the competence of his administration, that is absolutely a factor. It really kicked in with the debacle of the Afghanistan withdrawal. Okay. Now, if you have a president who is incompetent, as Biden has been for 14 months, then are Americans going to admit that they made a mistake in voting for him and the Democratic Party, which is doing everything it can to boost him up? All right. Will people admit, I made a mistake. I may despise Donald Trump, but he'd be better, and you don't even have to say Donald Trump, you could say any Republican, all right? I made a mistake in voting Democrat for Biden. Do you think the electorate is ready to do that? It's hard for people to admit the mistakes, as you made, made clear right up front. I believe if, if you define admitting a mistake as voting for the other party in the midterms, absolutely. Uh, 
if, if it's admitting a mistake is thinking ahead to 2024, it's difficult right now. I don't think Joe Biden is going to run again. It'll be difficult for any president. No, he's not going to run think, again. Yeah, I think I think one of the things that's going on here is the political left assumed that Donald Trump was promoting these wacko policies. They didn't understand that even people who don't like the president liked a lot of his policies. And that has thrown them in a bad direction. Yeah, so will but the that's, partly Donald, that's partly Donald Trump's fault, which is yes. what I, why I did the history tour to stop that crazy bombast and get into the policy successes. And when he was with me, he was fine. But now he's right back to oh, the election. And, and then, you know, all right. So from my analysis, and this is the last question I have for you, my analysis of the poll shows that independent voters, which elected Joe Biden, okay, that was the deciding factor, independence. They have gone way against Biden now. They don't want to hear about Biden. Am I wrong? You are correct on that, and the Democrats will pay a price for it in November. The only question is, how good a, a year will it be for the Republicans? There's still some concern among the GOP, or at least there should be, that they might not get control of the Senate. They're favored to do so, but it might not happen. Uh, but it's going to be a good year for the Republicans, and it's all because of President Biden. Okay. Um, tell us uh, just a little about Ballotpedia. Can the folks benefit from doing what? Ballotpedia is the Encyclopedia of American Politics. Uh, it has more data, neutral data, on any topic. In fact, it's the only political site out there that has a readership, including Republicans, Democrats, independents, progressives, and conservatives, because you get just the facts. So and, and how do we get it? How do, how do we get it? You how go you online to ballotpedia.org. It's all you have to do. Uh, it's free? Uh, you're not it's charging? It's free. Nope, it's free. You can sign up for newsletters. It's a great service. Ballotpedia, one word, B-A-L-L-O-T-P-E-D-I-A dot org. Yes. And there's Scott Rasmussen. Um, I'm going to ask my staff to go on every day, Scott, so we may be bothering you in the future to come on and uh, explain certain races to us uh, yeah. as the midterms get closer. We really appreciate your time. Good to see you, Scott. Thank you. Good to see you. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD 
800-242-6532. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, here is the message of the day. So one of the reasons I wrote Killing the Killers was because I was stunned to learn about our weapon systems, what we have in our arsenal, what America has. Let me give you just one example. China has 300 nuke warheads to put on missiles, 300. Now, how much USA has? How many? 4,000. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We have technological weapons in space right this second that hunt down and assassinate enemies of America. You will never hear about it. How could you? The people are vapor. The attack comes from space. Bang. In Killing the Killers, I take you step by step how that happens. A lot of classified information. If I go to prison, I go to prison. We got it. I put it in a book. It is amazing how powerful this nation is. And Americans don't really know it. They don't really understand it. If we wanted to vaporize Putin, we could do it in an hour. Boom. But we risk World War III if we assassinated him, blew up the Kremlin. Then they could, Russians could get their subs. Whack. Russians have a lot of nukes. Okay? But it would take us an hour to get Putin if we wanted to. But you don't risk nuclear war by doing that. Can't. No responsible person could. Right? But Americans do not know the power that our president, the commander-in-chief, holds. I mean, this was, I talked to Trump about this so much privately. I mean, that, he was awed because he didn't know. He had no idea. 
when he got elected president, what the power was that he held? Nobody knows. So when you read Killing the Killers, this is a whole different ballgame. This is telling you exactly where the United States stands in the world vis-a-vis China, Russia, the jihad, all of that. And it's vital that you know it so you can put things into perspective when bad things like Ukraine happen. Because all of our lives are at stake here. But the weaponry... Nobody on this planet has ever even conceived of the stuff that we have. And that's true. It's not science fiction. Killing the killers. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll see you tomorrow.